Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm really looking forward to learning from you today. So I, re- I want to jump right in. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about your role at the University of Michigan? Sure. Um, thanks so much for having me. My name is Song Lee, and I'm a PhD student in the School of Information here at the University of Michigan. Fantastic. And in what areas does your research focus? Uh, My research focuses on online harassment and misinformation and disinformation on social media. On the surface, these seem like distinct topics, but they can actually go hand in hand. Misinformation can stoke or even perpetuate online harassment and vice versa. So overall, I am interested in how people collectively make sense of and engage in provocative, disturbing, or confusing content on social media. And I am looking at the idea of information literacy and how creating better platform environments for practicing information literacy can be part of the long-term solution. Such an important topic, and there's so much to learn and share. So I want to ask about a study that you recently co-authored with colleagues from the University of Michigan School of Information and the Michigan Law School regarding online harassment. So that research examined what psychological characteristics predicted how internet users behaved in aggressive online conflict, finding that anyone can really be a cyberbully, not just those with extreme antisocial traits. So can you tell us more about that that research and really dive into it for us? Right. Um, I did this research with professors Cliff Lampy and Sarah Tashanabek in the School of Information and JJ Prescott in the law school. Online harassment has gained lots of public and academic attention as a serious social problem, but there's still not enough understanding about who harasses others and why. Broadly speaking, there can be two different categories. One is interpersonal conflicts involving everyday people. For instance, a person sees another person's social media post and find it offensive or triggering and attacks them for it. The other is toxic campaigns that weaponize systematic coordinated online abuse to fuel some agenda. One example could be Gamergate, which was the misogynistic movement that was aimed at harassing and silencing female gamers. So our study focuses on the former online harassment as interpersonal conflict, which is a less examined area. Name-calling, rumor-spreading, sexual harassment, or message bombing between individuals may not hit the headlines, but such harmful interactions constitute a huge portion of online toxicity that we see and experience. In our survey study, we asked American adults to self-report if they have ever engaged in online harassing behaviors in conflict with others. We had a list of 16 different behaviors in the survey that are commonly bundled under the term online harassment, but we did not, um, we avoided using the term harassment in our survey questions because it is controversial and stigmatizing. We also asked participants to respond to seven different psychological scales 
these measure tendencies like how impulsive they are, what type of aggressive traits they have, such as hot-tempered or cold-blooded, how unrestrained they feel on the internet, etc. These scales were selected based on previous studies on aggression and conflicts. And finally, we asked some demographic questions. In the paper you mentioned, we had about 300 survey participants and over 50% of them reported having done at least one harassing behavior. And we found that the self-reported perpetrations were strongly predicted by the psychological characteristics that we measured. For instance, the more aggressively defensive you are, um, the more likely you have harassed others. The chance is also higher when you are more impulsive, easily provoked, or competitively combative. These characteristics are not rare and can be observed in lay, everyday internet users. So our findings indicate that online trolls, bullies, or harassers are not some special species, nor are pathologically antisocial. Online harassment may occur when someone may be having a terrible day and snap. Some may feel like they're attacked or to punish wrongdoers or people with quote-unquote bad ideas. Or someone harasses you and you harass them back. So yes, any of us can make bad choices and harm others in online interactions. How did that study show different results than previous common assumptions about perpetrators of online harassment? And can you elaborate on why you chose to focus on those psychological factors. Yes, um, a popular belief is that online harassers are of a certain gender, race, political leanings, and so on and so forth. Some previous harassment studies also paid attention to particular groups of social media users, such as men on Twitter or the political right on Facebook. Such assumptions are not entirely wrong and in fact are based on basic inference. The recent Pew Research Survey found that American adults who have been harassed online believe they were targeted because of their personal characteristics. About 50% think they have been harassed because of their political views and 33% think it was their gender. So it might make sense to assume that people with different demographic characteristics from their targets would be the offenders. But traditional conflict and aggression studies with accumulated evidence in offline settings show that there are more underlying mechanisms beyond personal categories. They suggest that psychological needs, tendencies, and attitudes could be more important in understanding why people harm others. That's why we tested both psychological and demographic factors as predictors of online harassment perpetuation. And unlike popular belief, we found that psychological characteristics are much stronger predictors, while demographic factors are not as significant. Through this work, you shared that social media platforms rely on after-the-fact remediation of online harassment, such as deleting posts or banning reported users after the harm had already been done. So using your findings, are there any ways that social media platforms can prevent online harassment? Yeah, um, content moderation has been at the center of many social media debates. What gets deleted or not, or who gets banned, 
often evokes this idea of censorship and free speech that we care much about. But content moderation, be it automated or human, is unlikely to be a reliable solution to online harms. It mostly takes place after harm has occurred and spread, its accuracy is still questionable, and it can never catch up with the ever-increasing harmful content on social media. So I think social media platforms should be more focused on preemptive measures against online harms. And based on our research, I think that harassment prevention should actively take users' psychological characteristics into account. There could be different ways of doing this. Maybe machine learning could be used to infer individuals' psychological tendencies from their behavior patterns. For instance, analyzing how quickly someone clicks on something or what kind of tone their language has when commenting to others or when the topic is XYZ. And that data could be used to identify who have tendencies to be at the higher risk of perpetuating harassment. This connects to um, this idea of pre-crime. Have you seen the movie Minority Report? Yes. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, like back in the early 2000s. Like in that movie, maybe the system can predict and intervene before harmful interactions take place. For instance, like alerting higher risk users and briefly pausing their activity. Maybe more indirectly hiding people or content that are triggering to them from their view. But this pre-crime approach might bring a whole new set of questions like, is it ethically and logistically okay to treat someone as potential harassers? What about human agencies? Is that prediction going to be accurate, right? Or platforms could directly survey users to respond to some selected psychological scales and also let them know of their own tendencies in conflict situations. Ideally, it would be best if psychological preventive measures could A, adapt to individual characteristics and B, let people choose and manage their own interaction pathways. And because one-size-fits-all approach often fails, social media platforms should have diverse tools in their harm prevention toolbox. There can be many challenges ahead, but I believe prevention will be the key in reducing online toxicity rather than after-the-fact cleanup. Thank you. Do you have any tips or advice for those who are experiencing or seeing cyberbullying? For example, will reporting hateful comments actually help social platforms understand online harassment better? So we are iterating our harassing behavior survey with larger nationally representative samples. One of the findings from that survey is that the more morally disengaged you are about online harassment, the more likely you are to engage in harassing behavior. Meaning, if you are desensitized to or justify online harassment as a common thing on the internet, like, oh, the internet is dumpster fire anyway, you are at a higher risk of harming others or being part of the offense. So I would suggest people who see online harassment or cyberbullying to stay alert, refute the common belief that harassment targets should just grow thicker skin or stay away from the internet. That would be the first step. And, and then take actions. 
intervene in the situation to de-escalate aggression if you feel comfortable doing so. Even small actions like clicking the report button or downvoting hateful comments can be helpful. It not only helps the platforms to understand and respond to harassment, but more importantly, it can contribute to setting the social norm that harassment is not acceptable. What is one thing that you hope listeners remember or take away from all of this information that you've shared? Um, I would say anyone can harass others online. And to borrow a phrase from Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent online harassment. Be reflective and conscious of how you tend to feel and act in your own online interactions with others. Choosing not to take the aggressive path may be the ultimate solution to online harassment. Being in the office of social media um, on the UM social team at U of M, this has been so insightful and we will be sharing this along with an article on socialintegrity.umich.edu. But is there anything else that you want to share today? Uh, Yeah, Uh, we're currently working on a follow-up research paper based on the larger survey I mentioned earlier. It has additional interesting questions such as if people regret having done harassing behavior. Hopefully we can share more interesting findings and discussions, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate all of the information that you've shared with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.